Welcome, fellow lighting nerds and friends, to another episode of The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast, powered by the Lighting Showroom Association and hosted by me, Lisa Bartlett. It's that time again to uh, dive into our industry at large and uh, discuss some things that are going on, thoughts, concerns, kind of big picture stuff today on the light files. Um, just things that have been rattling around in my mind for the past few weeks and just thought, um, some of this is sort of repeat, but, um, I think bears repeating again (laughs) as it turns out. But anyway, Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for telling an industry friend or colleague about the podcast. Um, the whole point of this is to generate conversations, um, even if they're challenging, which is going to come up again this episode, um, because there's a lot of value in just acknowledging some facts and truths about our industry and how we operate and to try to think about how we can become better and more successful as a whole um, and not just individually, um, because there's always going to be individual stars, but there is a lot of benefit in greater success for the greater good, in my opinion. So thank you for listening. This episode, um, it's going to be kind of a, well, pick your favorite way to do this, a peach or a pit, a rose or a thorn. I'm just going to talk about two things. Um, one good, one not so good. Um, I'll lead in with the good one. How about that? We'll start with the good. I wanted to acknowledge because I don't think we do a good enough job in our industry of acknowledging the good and the bad things we do. We just all seem to kind of bounce along in our status quo. (laughs) And that's fine. Uh, It works for most of us day in, day out. But I think we really miss some opportunities to acknowledge things that are working well and to also acknowledge things that aren't working well and to really think about how to correct, uh, make some minor course corrections even that might have really meaningful impacts. So the, the, the rose, my peach of this episode is I want to really commend all of the light fixture and fan and light bulb manufacturers that I work with and that most lighting showrooms work with on having by and large cleared up most every back order issue. Now there are still some, I'm not saying there aren't some still terribly frustrating back orders, but by and large, the back order issue stemming from COVID is pretty well under control in our industry. Um, I just think that's outstanding. Um, I'm still a consumer in the marketplace at large, and I know that this is not the case for every industry. Um, it's still so many of our shoppers at uh, my store are expecting us to give terrible backorder information on every item they they look at. And everyone is always so pleasantly surprised when really the majority of what we're selling and have on display is in stock in factory warehouses. Um, So our lead times are what they were pre-pandemic, sometimes even faster 
because of the modifications that we made to like drop shipping policies and everything um, that arose through the pandemic, um, which is still super helpful. Like when you get that customer in that is like, I want to buy from you and I also want it as fast as I can get it. Um, it is such a great benefit to be able to say, sure, no problem. Here's your light bulbs. I'm just going to drop ship that fixture directly to your house and to not have that be a huge financial impact on my margins, um, is just phenomenal. Um, love that that came out of the pandemic for us. I think it's really an amazing tool to use to help capture a sale and make for a happy customer. Delightful. And you know, the, part that also makes that work so well is that back orders are essentially very minimal in our industry. Not that they're non-existent, but just very, very minimal. And I think that is a real thing to applaud everyone's efforts at all of the different manufacturers uh, and factories and getting product in um, bringing it in in volume that maybe is uh, in excess of what you might normally do, whatever measures you're taking to get that product here and inside your warehouses is paying off. And I appreciate it so, so much that I can always say, my team can always say with confidence, like, yes, this is in stock. You're going to have it in a week. No problem. And then, um, you know, the items that aren't in stock, of course, you know, it doesn't always make people happy, but truly like by and large, that has, that problem has basically been erased for us in the lighting showroom. So I want to give a big, big round of applause for that. Um, there has been some little discussion among showrooms that maybe quality control has dropped because of, um, importing products quickly and maybe they weren't thoroughly going through QC like they normally would. Uh, maybe that's a thing. I don't know. I haven't experienced too much of that in my, in my own store. I think the only thing maybe would be with some ceiling fans. We've had a few more defectives than, uh, would be normal. Other showrooms have had way more defectives than normal. So I'm just not sure. Um, I guess that's just a, to each their own kind of experience thing. Um, so maybe that is something to think about, but just by and large product is available. Product is shipping. Couldn't be more thrilled about that. Um, and the other part of that is pricing. It stayed stable. It's dropped in a lot of cases. Um, some manufacturers have definitely rolled back the increases that they put um, to cover freight charges, which is uh, all pretty amazing given that pricing across the board for everything is going up right now. Huge, huge kudos to our industry to um, have either had some pricing rollbacks during that time. And even if like even just the keeping the pricing of the same, right? So we had to like artificially raise it to cover all these extra freight charges and things that were happening. But at least it's sort of like evened out that with the in semi-inflation or whatever we have going on, where the cost of goods is cre and creeping up and creeping up and creeping up, that um, we haven't had that in the lighting industry and, or at least not yet, <laughs> It could be coming, <laughs> but I just think it's another, you know, huge round of applause for our industry that we've been able to have a little bit of stability there. 
it's certainly helped in my store. Um, I'm not, I'm sure in many others. So I just wanted to give those well-deserved attaboys, um, for our fixture manufacturers for, you know, getting product here for keeping pricing stable or even dropping it. Like that is, um, a huge, great thing that's going on industry-wide in the lighting and fan industry. And I don't, and I know not every industry in the home goods marketplace, um, is having that same kind of success and good luck. So, um, so good job, good planning. We're doing great on that and, um, keep up the good work. So that's my positive. <laughs> Let's get, move on to my thorn <laughs> or pit or whatever you want to call it. So speaking in industry-wide generalities, there's just a common frustration or a common, I don't know, I don't know if frustration is the correct word, but just something that has come up for me over and over in the, you know, years I've been doing this podcast and the years uh, since we founded the Lighting Showroom Association, it's that there seems to be a real um, lack of having hard conversations in our industry. And then even if they are happening and maybe they are behind closed doors, there's no... um, making the industry at large aware of like, these are the challenges we're tackling and trying to find some resolution on like, why can't we just find a way to understand that there are proprietary parts to each of our business that nobody has to share with anybody else, but there are some overarching things and facts of how we all do business and how we all operate that we could really be working on and improving and having tough conversations about and discussing trade-offs and um, where things might be harming unintentionally, where things are helping. Like, I just don't understand really and never have, probably never will, because I'm a very, like, I just want to be very clear. I want to be very straightforward. I don't mind telling people like what's going on, what my challenges are, because I feel like if we don't talk about them, there's never going to be a resolution, right? Like if I can't, if I don't tell my key manufacturers that they have this policy that's making life hard for me, um, like it's never going to get fixed. (laughs) So why not tell them and why not find out what their uh, response is on, okay, well, this is why we have that rule or that policy. Um, but maybe we can make this other adjustment that would offset it. Like I just feel like if hard conversations are happening, it's all behind closed doors. Nobody brings it out into the open that like, yes, we're trying to figure out you know, something to do about this. Like the biggest thing that comes to my mind in the lighting industry is the race to the bottom and pricing that continues to be just an absolute killer for showroom distribution. Um, and now we're not just competing, uh, with the guy next door or the e-commerce site. We're competing against the same fixture manufacturer, like the people we're buying our product from, 
we're now competing against. Like, how screwy is that? It's so, so challenging. Like, it is just, <laughs> it is just a marketplace that you have to, like, I don't know. You have to be so careful and intentional with your decisions because one misstep can really cause a lot of harm. And it's very, very frustrating. Um, I don't know why we continue to race to the bottom. I really don't. I, there's no need for it. Um, again, like our pricing in our industry has stayed very stable, uh, which is great. I just don't see the need to just constantly undercut, undercut, undercut. I wish I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I do wish generally across the board, IMAPs were higher, but, uh, fixture manufacturers, um, even this year in 2023, some that had higher than standard IMAP policies, they dropped them to the same as everybody else has. And I just found that to be wildly frustrating. <laughs> and, but clearly they didn't think that having that higher, higher IMAP was helping them. And like, why? Why not? Is that on showrooms for not supporting those brands that had a policy that is beneficial to them? If so, shame on showrooms. We should be paying attention to these things. Um, it, it, it's, if they, if a show, if a manufacturer has a policy in place that we approve of that helps us do better and make more margin, we need to be spending, uh, we need to be talking with our money. <laughs> <laughs> and and driving as much business as we possibly can that way, we only do ourselves a disservice when we continue to feed in to the manufacturers that are working against us or quite literally are in competition with us. Um, it can be really, really, really challenging. And I'm sorry, I know that's not a popular thing to say that we should question manufacturers that are directly competing against us, but how can you not? Like, how can you own a business? You're always thinking about your competitors to some degree, right? Like, you would think me a bad business owner if I wasn't thinking about the other lighting showroom down the street or the internet, or the national chain that sells plumbing and light fixtures that's literally across the street from me. Like I would be a remiss business owner if I wasn't thinking about my competition and how to differentiate myself and to provide value that they can't find in those places. Like that's like literally the point of being in business is to find your niche, your competitive advantage. And the the way you do that is analyzing your competition. Well, now quite literally added to that list of competitors is somebody that I'm buying my product from. Like that is just mind blowing. <laughs> like, and it's so, so challenging. And it's such a frustrating policy uh, or it's such a frustrating thing to ex experience and have to deal with. And I just, you know, you know me, I always come from the showroom perspective. That is the world I live in. And I apologize for maybe not always having like the bigger picture in mind sometimes, but this is, it, it is just wildly frustrating to have this new competitor that used to be a vendor is still a vendor. It's just, it, it blows the mind. And I just can't think of a lot of other places that you're do that this happens to. I mean, I get maybe if you're selling like iPhones, you're competing with Apple directly, but the pricing is the same everywhere. There's not all these weird pricing race to the bottom things that we have, you know? So it's just, um, 
Well, it's just infuriating. (laughs) So that race to the bottom, this weird competition that we have from like increasingly a higher number of competitors that just in my honest opinion, I'm sorry y'all if you think I'm going off the rails here, but in my honest opinion, I don't think I should have to compete against the people that I'm buying product from. And if I am competing against you, I am paying attention to that and I will make business decisions accordingly. And that's fine. You've made your business decision. I'm going to make mine. I and will never pull the plug on any professional relationship. There's always room to improve, to grow, to find a new way. Um, maybe there's some incentive that you know could be applied that would make the direct competition not hurt so bad or whatever. It give me another edge. There's always opportunity. So I am not a you're out and I'm never talking to you again kind of person. That's not my style. Um, but I do have to make decisions based on the facts I have in front of me. And, and I do operate that way. And I think a lot of showrooms do, quite honestly. And so these things, like I always say in this podcast, like I think sometimes all we're doing is just slicing the pie ever thinner, right? Like, so if the pie at one point was, you know, distribution was 50% electrical distribution and 50% lighting showroom. Okay. Well, that's your hundred percent. Well, then the internet e-commerce came along and took like 25% of that. So whatever, but we just keep decreasing everyone's share of the pie. We're not making the pie bigger. It's still the same pie (laughs) and everyone's just taking like smaller and smaller slices. So lighting showrooms, Instead of we having 50% of the market, I'm just making these numbers up. Instead of having, say, 50%, we're down to like 20 or 25 after you factor in, you know, e-commerce, when you factor in selling direct to trade, when you factor in selling direct to consumer. All we're doing is just shrinking our portion of those sales. And then this is where it gets real frustrating is when you get these kind of you know, odd looks about like, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you trying harder? I'm like, well, you just, you know, you just keep tying ever more hands behind my back. I only have two of them. I feel like they're both tied behind my back at this point. So it can just be extremely frustrating and difficult. And again, this is where I said at the beginning of the episode, I think we just get in our status quo. Everyone gets wrapped up on their day-to-day responsibilities. I'm as guilty of that as anybody else is. (laughs) Absolutely. Like I have a business to run. There are things that have to happen each and every day for us to be successful. And then, you know, you get the things that come out of left field. That's what else you, what are you going to do? You know, staffing issue arises or, um, a customer that becomes irate and like just stuff happens every day that you just don't have any choice, but to drop everything else and deal with. So we all just tend to, okay, well, this day's done status quo remained in place again. And, and what am I going to do? Um, there is only so much you can do, but I just think, and the whole point of this podcast is for us to think a little bit more proactively, to engage better with one another, to have the hard conversations. So if you're the sales agent for one of these brands that's selling direct to consumer, and I will, to be fair, there are not that many selling direct to consumer. 
there's a good number of manufacturers that have opened up there to the trade sales, but direct to consumer is still a very small portion of our fixture manufacturers, very small. So um, I will be very fair and admit that. But if you're a sales agent working for one of those brands that is, um, just go into your showrooms and be open and honest and strategize ways that you can continue to support that sales agent and the product offerings at large, um, even if this one thing is causing some harm, like let's just talk about it. And I think showrooms need to be open to those conversations too. You can't, like I was saying, you can't just like write somebody off because they've done X, Y, or Z. Like, let's talk about it. Let me tell you my concerns. Let me hear what your response is and see if we can find a way forward together. Because as I always say, we are stronger together. We get more done as an industry together. We have more strength in the home goods, in the home furnishings industry, in the whole, you know, grand scheme of things when we're able to work together as an industry to find solutions to these issues. So I don't know why we don't invest more time and energy into, into being proactive, into finding ways to grow together, to work together, to listen to one another, and to not just have these conversations behind closed doors in the privacy of a boardroom or whatever. That's fine. Have those conversations. They probably need to be had to some degree behind closed doors to talk about really challenging things and, you know, all, all the things that being a little insular can help with. But to take the results of those conversations, the broad themes, the broad topics, let's bring those out to the industry at large and talk about them. Let's let's acknowledge whatever challenges there are that keep manufacturers supporting this race to the bottom in pricing. I don't think I fully understand it. You know, I don't fully understand why manufacturers are so okay with just the bottom dropping out of pricing left and right. Like, why are you okay with that? Because you know it hurts your distribution. You know it's not really sustainable in in massive ways for any business. So I don't, I don't know why we continue to support that kind of, I don't know, life (laughs) status quo. I don't know what the right word is there, but I don't know why we continue to, to operate in this way as an industry. It's something that's been going on for a long time. It is our status quo, but why does it have to remain that way? Why can't we start putting things in place that protect us all? Like, I just don't, I just don't get it. (laughs) And yeah, there's always going to be those things out there, those people that are trying to undercut or whatever. But why is that not the exception rather than the rule? And maybe some of this just has to do with how the lighting industry like exists and operates and is distributed with these like distinct channels of like e-com electrical distribution and lighting showrooms that are all like similar and different all at the same time. I just think there's probably some real unique challenges there. And like the things that electrical distribution is going to value is going to be different than something that a lighting showroom values. Those things aren't always going to meet eye to eye. So I'm sure there are just some bigger strategic challenges here. I have no doubt. 
but we never seem to talk about them. We never seem to acknowledge them. We never seem to be like, okay, this is a fact and it just can't change. Uh, but let's figure out other things that maybe we can change or we can tweak to make things work better for us instead of just remaining in this status quo where we've been, where we continue to be, <laughs> you know, I just think we, it, we just need to be a bit more proactive and engage better with one another and engage in a professional, respectful way. I know by and large, everyone does that, but, um, it is so tempting because, um, like these decisions or these policies, like, impacts like your business, your personal business, which impacts your family and how you live. It's so easy to just get like emotional about it. I'm as bad about that as anybody else is. Any of y'all that know me can testify to that. But I do try to set all that aside when I'm having these tougher conversations about the operations of our industry, the good, the bad, the ugly, and how we can all grow and be together better and stronger, which is all I want for any of us. And I know you feel the same way too. So what little thing can you do? What conversations can you start to have that maybe helps increase our engagement that gets us out of just living in the status quo that creates a little bit more forward momentum and positive energy for our entire industry. So let's do it. All right, y'all, thank you for listening. I hope everyone has a wonderful day and uh, take care.